Welcome to the Aspieland Podcast. I'm your host, John Allen. Come with me on an adventure into the world of Asperger's Syndrome, also called Autism Spectrum Disorder. Everyone is welcome here, whether you have the disorder or you're interested in learning more about it. We're here to help you understand, share, and relate. We're just about to get started, so come on in. Greetings and welcome. I'm your host, John Allen, and this is Aspieland, a place where both Aspies and neurotypicals alike can gain commonality through discovery. If you're new to this podcast, please know that you're very special and you're in a place of acceptance no matter where you come from. If you're someone with Asperger's Syndrome Autism Spectrum Disorder, this podcast is for you. I want to help you understand the neurotypical world that we live in. For those of you who are neurotypical, this podcast is for you as well. The idea here is to bridge the gap of understanding by learning to see life through each other's eyes. Understanding is the first step to acceptance of one another. Several years back, when my wife and I were just beginning to get a grip on our journey, we were sitting in the living room, just visiting and talking about whatever comes to mind. Something that works well for me because as an Aspie, my mind can go all over the place. The conversation, which for some of us with Asperger's Syndrome Autism Spectrum Disorder is always a bit one-sided, turned eventually to my suspicion that I had Asperger's Syndrome. This is several years back. So what do you think, she would ask. I would struggle to come up with a really good comeback, but I went with the good old, eh, it's not a big deal, I can deal with it, or it's okay, I've got this. My wife, who is trying hard to understand the ideas about Asperger's syndrome, would press on. How do you feel? I mean, do you realize this changes a lot of things? To which I would respond, I can handle it. It doesn't really change anything. Now, in case you haven't figured this out already, this conversation is going nowhere fast, and my wife is getting more frustrated with me because it appears as though I have a real lack of concern. In the meantime, I'm getting more silent because I don't want to go there. I don't want to mess with this. This episode is a little different than some of the others I've done. I call it Moving the Finish Line. And this one I'm directing towards the men in our audience. More specifically, men who have Asperger's Syndrome and Autism Spectrum Disorder. Ah, 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 don't hit the stop button. This can really be helpful to neurotypicals, especially women, and more importantly, partners with male spouses who have Asperger's Syndrome or Autism Spectrum Disorder, or even those who may be dating a man with Asperger's Syndrome Autism Spectrum Disorder. Now, why am I targeting men with Asperger's Syndrome and Autism Spectrum Disorder? Because I am one. I learned a lot about how my Asperger's Syndrome and Autism Spectrum Disorder affects those around me by the way I carry myself. So this podcast is a lesson in being you. Before I begin, first of all, thanks to everyone who's listening. I appreciate every listener to this podcast. We're always gaining new friends who are new listeners. Let me give a shout out to a few of you. Welcome to Puerto Vallarta, Mexico, Essen, Germany, Broadview Heights, Ohio, Monument, Colorado, Canyon, Texas, Helsinki in Finland, Tiverton in England, 
Barrie, Ontario, and Laurel, Mississippi, the home of HGTV show Hometown, and many others who have started listening just recently. And please go to the aspieland.org website and subscribe to the podcast, even if you subscribed on your podcast provider. And also, by the way, please rate and review the podcast with your podcast provider because that really helps other people find this podcast while they may be searching or cruising the web. All right, let's move on with moving the finish line. Masculinity is a big deal. You see it in movies and television. Men who, after one disaster or another, become the hero by fighting and shooting, breaking through walls, jumping through windows, jumping off buildings or cars, or driving fearlessly. Kind of a Sean Connery 007 kind of thing. Well, as a culture, we eat that stuff up. Many of us are taught from the time we're young, be a real man, which generally means that you don't back down, you don't let anyone tell you otherwise, and you press forward regardless of the obstacle. Even in society, we get influenced by the idea that to be a man's man, you have to rely on toughing it out, showing no emotion, and never admitting a fault or a mistake. This kind of thing is all too common here in the States, and I'm sure it's the same in the European countries as well. When I was diagnosed with Asperger syndrome, autism spectrum disorder, most of the things that I thought were normal in my life suddenly were different. Situations and outcomes have now got a whole new meaning. I was in a struggle every day trying to find my personal place because many of the things I was taught or were told or saw on TV or in movies is now up for debate in my head. It's a real difficult thing to find that you're questioning all sorts of common things because now you know your brain is wired differently than most everyone else you meet. It's a battleground worthy of becoming a movie that begs for a Sean Connery or Bruce Willis, Charles Bronson or Arnold Schwarzenegger kind of guy. Well, guys, let's take this to real life. If you're dealing with Asperger's syndrome and autism spectrum disorder in your life, and you're married or living with or dating someone who is neurotypical, you're feeling pretty under pressure, or as neurotypicals would call it, under the gun, as it were. Perhaps it's challenging your way of thinking, or more likely, challenging the way you handle how you react and function, not to mention the questions you're being asked and the conversations that are taking place with you and your significant other. Well, let me try to help you out. First of all, to those men or they who have Asperger's Syndrome Autism Spectrum Disorder, especially those of you who have recently been diagnosed with it, your mind is going through some big changes. That doesn't mean your brain is changing physically or structurally or chemically, but it means that you're questioning a lot of things. You're probably trying to cope with the sensory information you're facing and have to consciously process in real time. There's a lot of stuff going on. Your significant other may not fully understand some of these things because they might be neurotypical. That's where I'm aiming this, as your significant other is neurotypical and you have Asperger syndrome autism spectrum disorder. The neurotypical brain processes differently than yours, 
That means you're going to get a lot of questions or comments or even suggestions of things to do so that your significant other can feel like things are okay. Look at it this way. A change in your life, as significant as Asperger's Syndrome Autism Spectrum Disorder is, shakes up your significant other's feelings of security, safeness, and the bond that was between you. This is especially true if your significant other is a woman. While you're trying to struggle through getting a grip on the change in your life and your mindset, your significant other is going through the struggle of understanding the condition that you have and how it affects your relationship. And these two things are happening at the same time. So it's very important that you get a hold of this because it will affect your entire life from now on. When we who are men are faced with this realization that your life is not what you thought it was, we tend to apply the tough guy role. Stuff it down so that no one can see it or question it. We try real hard to tell ourselves that this is no different than any other experiences in our lives. That you simply have to tough it out or wait it out until the whole thing settles down. Wrong-o, gentlemen. The first thing that needs to be done is you need to break out of the shell. Now, if you're anything like me, you tend to clam up when faced with things you just as soon not deal with. But deep down, you know that you're going to have to deal with it sooner or later. Now, this is really tough stuff. It's hard to work with. Try to realize that being a, quote, real man, end of quote, is facing your life and embracing it rather than fighting it or hiding it away in a closet so you can get to it later. Well, let me tell you, later never comes. Put that in big red letters, underline it, and write it down and paste it on your mirror. Because saying, I'll get to it later, even if you give it a time like, I'll get to it tomorrow morning, or I'll get to it at one o'clock right after I do this or that, it never happens because we put it off or reschedule it because the truth is we don't want to deal with it. It's what I call moving the finish line. Let's just say you're in a race. And as you start the race, you see these guys moving the finish line up about 50 feet. Okay, so you keep running and you keep going because you're pacing yourself and all that. And then you see they're moving the finish line again. And then just as you get to it, they move the finish line again. You never actually get to the end of the race because they keep moving that stinking finish line. And you see, in our case, we never actually get to dealing with things because we think that, well, if I just hold it off until I can understand it better or until I get things together, you're simply moving that finish line, and you're never going to be dealing with it. And that can be a disaster when it comes to a relationship. Learn to share without giving up. That's my problem. I start to share and then I stop because I think I'll just wait till later. No, I'm not ready yet. Just don't worry about it. Well, that doesn't work. It took me a long time and I'm still working on it, by the way, to understand that being able to share your feelings and your fears is not a sign of weakness. Remember that. 
Being able to share your feelings and your fears is not, repeat, is not a sign of weakness. On the contrary, it's a sign that you have the strength to face your challenges. And what better person to bear that out with than your significant partner, especially if you have a committed relationship? Now, for those of you who are the significant partner and are neurotypical, remember that sharing something like having Asperger's syndrome or autism spectrum disorder is kind of like tearing your heart out of your chest and laying it in the middle of the street for everybody to stomp on. It is such an utterly revealing thing. It runs deep into the heart of the man with Asperger's syndrome or autism spectrum disorder. Try first to recognize that. Then try to realize that the better role to take is one of listening and caring, not proving your point. Now let's get to the next thing. Without trying to make this sound corny or oversimplified, you need to put yourself in your significant other's shoes. And that goes on both sides, Aspies and Neurotypicals. And this next piece of the puzzle is also for Neurotypicals and those of us with Asperger's Syndrome and Autism Spectrum Disorder. Listen carefully to what the other may be asking or suggesting. And this is something that is common all across the board, no matter who it is. This happens a lot to everyone. We have a culture that says, listen to me, I want to be heard. But sometimes the problem is we're so busy saying what we want, we don't listen to what's coming back. We need to practice the art of listening. For those of us with Asperger's syndrome, autism spectrum disorder, this may be a bit more difficult because it means having to concentrate really hard because you've got so much going on up here in your head, you got to kind of push some of it aside. Each of you is going to have trouble because we are indeed talking in two different languages. When we talk, we use our common form of language. For example, those of us with Asperger's syndrome, autism spectrum disorder, use a very linear language, very straight, very much in a straight line, with no hidden meanings or subtleties, really straightforward. On the other hand, those of you who are neurotypical will use a language filled with nuances and subtle twists of meanings, which is normal for you. When we're listening, we are each listening for speech in our own language. For the Aspie, we'll be listening for straightforward speech with no nuances or subtleties. Conversely, those of you who are neurotypical will be listening for speech laced with nuances and subtle twists and turns. So when we try to talk to each other, each is listening for our own language, but is hearing something other than our own language. And the trick is to try to simplify your speech so the other can understand you right away. But sometimes that doesn't always work out. Understanding how we talk and listen, like I just explained, it's okay if you don't get their meaning right away. Stop and ask what the other might be trying to say. You're not arguing and you're not in disagreement. Simply ask them to rephrase it 
so that you can understand. Okay, I've given you a lot of information, and I know that you may want to go over this again. Feel free to use the rewind, or just listen to the whole thing again. I want to help you get this. It took my wife and I a long while to get this. And like I always say, this will take time. But communicating, really communicating, is a big deal in a relationship with a significant other who is neurotypical. Guys, don't put things off. Unload the tough guy approach and get real. Remember that by facing your challenges and working them out with your partner is worth all the effort it will take to do this. For neurotypicals, please be patient and kind, even if you're frustrated, because you will get frustrated. Remember, you're talking two different languages, so try to simplify your speech. Now, there's so much more I could repeat, 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 but time has run out. I sure enjoy our visits here in Aspieland, by the way. I hope you do, too, as well. And be sure to go to the Aspieland.org website and subscribe. It's the only way I can tell who is listening, and it's a quick and easy way to connect. If you have questions or comments, you can reach me by my email, john at Aspieland.org. That's john at Aspieland.org. Or at aspieland.org at gmail.com, aspieland.org at gmail.com. Either of those will get you here. I would love to hear from you. And while you're on the website, please try to make a donation if you can. It would really help keep things going. Okay, stay safe, my friends. Keep talking with one another, and we'll meet up next time in Aspieland. Thanks for listening to the Aspieland Podcast. If you like this podcast, pass the word. This podcast is for everyone, whether you have Asperger's syndrome or not. Because the more who listen, the better our opportunity to become more sensitive and compassionate, not only to those who have the disorder, but to all humankind as well. Thanks for visiting, and I hope you'll listen again.